Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 846. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 109. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. This is your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on today with Psalm 109, which is for the director of music of David, a psalm. But first, a word from this sponsor. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Psalm 109, my God whom I praise, do not remain silent. For people who are wicked and deceitful have opened their mouths against me. They have spoken against me with lying tongues. With words of hatred they surround me. They attack me without cause. In return for my friendship, they accuse me. But I am a man of prayer. They repay me evil for good and hatred for my friendship. Appoint someone evil to oppose my enemy. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is tried, let him be found guilty. And may his prayers condemn him. May his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. May his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children be wandering beggars. May they be driven from their ruined homes. May a creditor seize all he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his labor. May no one extend kindness to him or take pity on his fatherless children. May his descendants be cut off, their names blotted out from the next generation. May the iniquities of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. May the sin of his mother never be blotted out. May their sins always remain before the Lord, that he may blot out their name from the earth. For he never thought of doing a kindness. He hounded to death the poor And the needy, the brokenhearted, he loved to pronounce a curse. May it come back on him. He found no pleasure and blessing. May it be far from him. He wore cursing as a garment. It entered into his body like water, into his bones like oil. May it be like a cloak wrapped around him, like a belt tied forever around him. May this be the Lord's payment to my accusers, to those who speak evil of me. 
But you, sovereign Lord, help me for your name's sake. Out of the goodness of your love, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I fade away like an evening shadow. I'm shaken off like a locust. My knees give way from fasting. My body is thin and gaunt. I am an object of scorn to my accusers. When they see me, they shake their heads. Help me, Lord my God. Save me according to your unfailing love. Let them know that it is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. While they curse, may you bless. May those who attack me be put to shame. May your servant rejoice. May my accusers be clothed with disgrace and wrapped in shame as a cloak. With my mouth I will greatly extol the Lord. In the great throng of worshipers I will praise him, for he stands at the right hand of the needy to save their lives from those who would condemn them. Well, that's that's quite a psalm here. Uh, David has a problem, and David has a problem with someone particular. And he is basically calling God to curse them. This is an unusual thing to me. I can't think of another place we've run across this in Psalm where there is a specific person that the psalmist is writing a song about cursing them. Remember, that's what we're doing here, right? This is a psalm. I just can't imagine sitting down and saying, I'm going to write a song and it's going to be a curse to so-and-so. I I think of well-known songs like You're So Vain, You Probably Think This Song Is About You. In this case, You're So Evil, You Probably Think This Song Is About You. And so we have in the first five verses, David states the problem. My God, when I praise, do not remain silent, for people are wicked and deceitful. They have opened their mouths against me, and they've spoken about me with lying tongues. So people are making up things about David. And I don't know if you've ever been the target of slander. If you've ever been the target of people making up things about you, there's no way to defend against it. I don't know if you've seen this in the news lately, but we've had this happen all the times now where people make up things about other people. And there's no way to kill a rumor. There's no way to kill that story. And so this is happening with David where people are saying things about him that David knows are not true and God knows are not true, but apparently a lot of other people are believing. With words of hatred, they surround me. They attack me without cause in return for my friendship. Uh Uh-oh. So these are people who David knew. How much more that would hurt. In return for my friendship, they accuse me, but I'm a man of prayer. Okay, so, so far he says, They're accusing me. They don't have any cause. I didn't do this thing. They betrayed our friendship. And then you expect him to say, but I'm a man of prayer, and so I'm going to forgive them. That is not where this goes. (laughs) That is not where this goes at all. And one of the things I like about Psalms, I, I don't think that every Psalm gives us a template that we should live our lives. I'm not sure that this one does, but they're honest. This is an honest prayer by David who is in this terrible, hateful situation where somebody has been making up things about him. Now, we've had stories recently where people have stories made up about them and they get death threats and they didn't do anything and they can't stop them and they can't stop the story. You can't stop a rumor once it gets started. Once the conspiracy 
theories are spun, they only spin faster. Because in that world where people are rewarded for coming up with the crazier stories, we have to understand that the people who are making up stuff, that they are doing it because there are rewards for it. These days, they studied what happens in you know our situations, in our day, what happens, and I could be the same thing then. What happens on social media, for instance, is if I say something about someone that's a crazy theory, people will like me more because I'm calling out someone, the people in my tribe will reward me socially that I will be praised and I will gain status in that community. And the only way to get more status is to get crazier and crazier. And so that's why things don't ever, you don't ever see someone say at that time or in this time, oh, I'm sorry, I just made that up. Or that's, I didn't look into that carefully enough. Don't worry about it. it it's not true. Because the rewards are for crazier and crazier. So this friend has accused him. They're paid evil for good and hatred for friendship. So David is calling down the wrath of God on them. And I almost feel like we should skip over verses 6 through 15 and go to verses 16 and on that talk about why, that talk about the character of this person. And I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to come back to 6 through 15, what David is asking. But first, I want to put it in the context of 16 through 20. So we're going to read this out of order. I almost never do this. First time I can remember doing this. But he's talking about the person who has been making up these lies. For he never thought of doing a kindness, but hounded to death the poor and the needy and the brokenhearted. He loved to pronounce a curse. May it come back on him. He found no pleasure in blessing. May it be far from him. So he's talking about someone who never had a good thing to say. Did you notice that no one ever starts a rumor? Well, I don't know if never is quite this case, but all the rumors that spin out of control are never the rumors that so-and-so is a nicer person than we thought. They're always deep and dark and conspiratorial, and they're curses. And this is what David is running into thousands of years ago, right? He never thought of doing a kindness to hounded to death the poor and the needy and brokenhearted. He obviously did it in person. That's the advantage at that time. He didn't have social media to do it on and loved to pronounce a curse, had no pleasure in blessing, didn't ever want to say a nice thing about somebody, always spent their time saying something terrible. Again, this is 2,000 years ago. This has been going on for a long time. He wore cursing as his garment. It entered into his body like water, into his bones like oil, that his very nature became this curse, this curse that are flowing out of him like water and oil, that this person that David is dealing with here thousands of years ago is just loves a good curse. May it be like a cloak wrapped around him, like a belt tied around him. May this be the Lord's repayment to my accusers, to those who speak evil of me. So he described this person here who is hounding him with these lies, but then he goes back and has his prayer for them. So verses 6 through 15, Lord, this is what I'd like you to do. 
Appoint someone evil to oppose my enemy. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. I want him to go through the same thing that I did. I want someone to make up lies about him. I want someone to be as evil to him as he's been to me. When he is tried, let him be found guilty, and may his prayers condemn him. May his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. May his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children be wandering beggars. May they be driven from their ruined homes. May a creditor seize all he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his labor. May no one extend kindness to him or take pity on his fatherless children. May his descendants be cut off, their names blotted out from the next generation. May the iniquities of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. May the sin of his mother never be blotted. Out. May their sins always remain before the Lord, that he may blot out their name from the earth. May you curse him, is what David is saying. This is why you never send the first version of the email when you're mad. Uh, this is the first version of the email. This is, David is incensed about this person. He's got reason to be incensed, right? Somebody's been making up lies about him. He doesn't have any way of stopping it. You can't stop a lie. And so he says, may you curse this person and his descendants. May his children be fatherless. May they be beggars all. You know, may the creditor take what he has. Just just take him out. Lord, take him out. And it's strange to me how the emotion in this chapter, in the emotion in these set of verses, I see every day, on the internet, and I see every day in the news stories against the other side, which side you're on, this this hatred, this vitriol, and it's not apparently a new thing. David felt this way about someone back in the day, back in David's time, and someone who, as he's established here, as far as he can tell, completely deserves it. Then he says, but you, sovereign Lord, Help me for your name's sake. Out of the goodness of your love, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I fade away like an evening shadow. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees give way from fasting. My body is thin and gaunt. I am the object of scorn to my accusers. When they see me, they shake their heads. Now, I like this part of the prayer here, where David focuses in on, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of this. And I'm just exhausted from it. I just can't deal with this anymore. That's a good prayer. That other one, boy, I I really think that's that first version. You should never send that email. Help me, Lord my God. Save me according to your unfailing love. Let them know that it is your hand that you, Lord, have done it. While they curse, may you bless May those who attack me be put to shame, but may your servant rejoice. May my accusers be clothed with disgrace and wrapped in shame like a cloak. That's a little more temperate there. Lord, help me. Lord, vindicate me. Lord, let those who curse me be put to shame. Let them come to the realization that their curses are wrong, that I didn't do it. With my mouth, I will greatly extol the Lord. In the great throng of worshipers, I will praise him, for he stands at the right hand of the needy to save their lives from those who would condemn them. And so David ends as he starts with praise 
with praise for God who stands at the right hand of the needy. This is a tough chapter. This is a situation that I hope you never, ever, ever find yourself. And I certainly hope you never find yourself in the place of those who were cursing David, those who were wrong, those who made up stuff that was wrong and are the subject of David's curse or someone like him. I don't think you would, right? But I hope you never end up on the other end too, because it's it's terrible. And there's nothing to do but cry out to God, it seems like sometimes. At least that's what David found. I pray that this week your interactions won't look anything like Psalm 109, but that you will bring joy, that you will bring blessing, and that those around you will be a blessing to you as well. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have a question, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word kainos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.